0: Hello friends, welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and lay trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. How are you doing today, Mason?
1: Well, Matthew, I'm glad to be back here in the last of our uh, exclusive series of Brown Day episodes, and I'm just happy to be scorekeeping yet again.
0: Yes, hopefully we won't lose the audio for this one. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Haley.
2: Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley. I um, am friends with Matthew from high school. I'm currently the Wardrobe Supervisor at Northern Stage in Vermont, and I'm happy to be here remaking up this episode, having a
3: lovely day.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you for being here, Haley. And we also have Garrett.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be back. I'm drinking my Earl Grey tea, and I'm so excited.
0: Earl Grey, a classic, a love, a love, beloved by many a Trivia Over Tea contestant. Well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our normal episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one.
1: So round one is our first general knowledge round. Each contestant will get five questions on a variety of subjects, and each one will be worth 10 points
0: excellent all righty haley are you ready
2: oh boy let's do it
0: question one which of the following elements has the largest atomic number on the periodic table a fluorine b helium or c hydrogen
2: largest atomic number oh boy i have to remember what atomic numbers are (laughs) (laughs) um can I'm sorry, can you repeat the can you repeat the answers again, please?
0: Mm-hmm. Fluorine, so, helium, and hydrogen.
2: Okay. Um trying to remember my the most amount of knowledge about atomic numbers in the periodic table as I can as an arts person. <laughs> and I'm taking a shot in the dark, and I'm gonna say hydrogen.
0: No, that actually has the lowest number. Uh, it's fluorine. Um, fluorine ha- <laughs> the, so the atomic number indicates the number of protons in an atom. Fluorine has 9, helium is 2, and hydrogen is 1.
2: Oh yes. Now I remember. Thank you yeah. for taking me back to
1: chemistry. Class <laughs> today. It's <laughs> all
0: so coming back to you. <laughs> Question 2. In the original Broadway production of Spamalot, which knight who is not so not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot was played by David Hyde Pierce? Um, a sir bedivere b sir robin or c sir galahad
2: i'm gonna go with b sir robin
0: that's correct question three which of the following children of queen elizabeth ii has not gotten divorced a prince charles b princess anne or c prince edward
2: oh boy i know very little about the royal family i know so little um uh okay so the it was uh charles anne and edward correct yep again another shot in the dark i'm gonna go with anne princess anne
0: no she is divorced um the answer is (laughs) the answer is prince edward Um, okay the other child prince andrew is also divorced so edward is the only one of the four
2: congrats edward you did it
0: yeah (laughs) question four which of the following hall of fame quarterbacks never won a super bowl a, Dan Marino, B, Joe Montana, or C, Terry Bradshaw?
2: Ooh, interesting. I know little bits and pieces about football, but maybe not that much about football. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you said... Uh, uh,
0: Dan uh, Marino, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw.
2: Okay. Um, again, another guess. I'm going with the first answer.
0: That's correct. Dan Marino played his entire 17-year career with the Miami Dolphins. He led oh, them that'll to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he did lead them to Super Bowl nineteen, but they lost to the Joe Montana-led San Francisco 49ers 38-16. Montana and Bradshaw each won four Super Bowls.
2: Nice. Lovely.
0: Yeah. And finally, question five. Michael J. Fox portrayed what character on the sitcom Family Ties, a young Republican who clashes. With his hippie parents a jack tripper b kevin arnold or c alex p keaton
2: all right well i know i know almost nothing about family ties so again another shot in the dark this is gonna be a trend today i can tell <laughs> <laughs> um so you know what uh let's go with c the last answer
0: that's correct <laughs> alex p keaton Jack Tripper is a character from Three's Company, and Kevin Arnold is from The Wonder Years. We'll play. Alrighty. Garrett, are you ready for your five questions?
3: Yes, let's do it.
0: Okay. Question one. Which singer or band produced the all-time number one best-selling album worldwide? A, The Eagles, B, The Beatles, or C, Michael Jackson?
3: I feel like this honor just has to go to The Beatles.
0: It was actually Michael Jackson. Ah. Uh, Michael Jackson's 1982 album Thriller has claimed sales of over 70 million copies. The Eagles claim the best-selling compilation album with over 42 million copies sold. The Beatles' best-selling album, um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, has sold around 32 million copies. Mm. Yeah. Question two. Which of the following is not a type of cloud? A. Nimbostratus. B, Altus, or C, Cirrus?
3: It's B. Altus is a fake cloud. You made that one up.
0: That is correct, yes. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Question three. The Stone of Scone, used in coronations of British monarchs since the 14th century, was returned to Scotland in 1996 and is kept in what city? A, Aberdeen, B, Perth, or C, Glasgow?
3: The Stone of Scone? The Stone of Scone. (laughs) Uh, Very nice. Uh, Is that one in Glasgow? That that sounds right.
0: Uh, No, it's actually in Perth. Oh, Uh, man. (laughs) It originated from the Monastery of Scone, two miles north of Perth, and was used in Scottish coronations. And then during the First Scottish War of Independence, King Edward I took the stone and brought it back to England. It was fitted into King Edward's chair, on which British monarchs sit when they are crowned. In a symbolic gesture, the stone was returned to Scotland for safekeeping while not in use for coronations. Question four The Judgment of Paris was a wine tasting held in Paris on May 24, 1976, in which wines from what region topped French wines in each category? A. California's Napa Valley, B. Oregon's Willamette Valley, or C. South Australia's Barossa Valley.
3: You know, I feel like this isn't Oregon, and I feel like California is known for wine. I feel like that's a brand they have. I'm going to go with California.
0: That's correct. This event launched Napa Valley as an internationally recognized wine producer and brought into question whether France was still the foremost producer of the world's best wines. And finally, question five. What animated adult sitcom follows a mad scientist and his grandson as they go on interdimensional misadventures together? A, Bob's Burgers, B, Rick and Morty, or C, Bojack Horseman?
3: That would be a B, Rick and Morty.
0: That's correct. All righty, that's the end of round one. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update?
1: And to clarify something that Garrett was saying earlier, yes, indeed, scones do originate from that area of Scotland. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. So... um. <laughs> It's a tight game so far. Uh, it's uh, 30 to 30, so we are tied going into round two. It's time for a weekly
0: audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, The westernmost point of the eastern time zone is located in which state? And the answer to that is Michigan. This is in the Upper Peninsula. In Ontonoggin County, the westernmost point of Ontonoggin County is the westernmost point in the eastern time zone. So, for this week's question, today, September 22nd, is the autumnal equinox, signaling the start of fall. Here on the west coast it occurs at about 1220 p.m. today. And so the question is, the autumnal equinox was used as the first day in which countries Republican calendar. So, have a think about that. Send me your answers and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Mason, can you please explain the rules?
1: Of course. So, round two is a directed round. Each contestant will get five questions on the exact same subject. Each question is worth 20 points. However, if they get it wrong, then their opponent can attempt to get it right for 10.
0: So as we've been saying, um, this episode is a redo. Originally, um, Mason was going to be on this week, and uh, his questions were going to be about the Anne of Cleves. Uh, about I don't know why I keep saying the Anne of Cleves. It's just Anne of Cleves, um, King Henry the Eighth's fourth wife. Um, but I figured that that would probably not be a good subject for you, Haley. Um, and
2: hey, uh, I know Six the Musical. Okay, <laughs> I got some info from there, but also probably not a good idea.
0: I. It- they, they were a little bit um, of deep cuts. Um, we'll just say that. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're just going to extend the uh, the second round two topic, um, which was the U.S. Constitution, because September 17th is Constitution Day. And so you both are going to get five questions about the Constitution.
2: This is going to be terrible, but okay. all right.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, Haley, here we go. Question we go. one, Article 6, Section 2 of the Constitution which establishes that the federal constitution and law take precedent over state laws is known as the what?
2: Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um, Oh boy. This is about to be terrible. Uh, I have no idea what that's called. Not a clue. Not a one. I'm going <laughs> to say uh, the federal superiority law is my guess. Which is um,
0: that's, I mean, no. It's that. <laughs> Garrett, do you know what it's called?
3: Frankly, that was a great guess. Uh, no, it's it's a very
0: happen. very good guess.
3: The the superior law, federator.
0: Um, it's called this. <laughs> it, it's called the supremacy clause. Oh, um,
3: I wasn't too far
2: off. That was no, a solid guess on my no, part. No, yeah,
0: that that was that was a very very solid guess. Um, but I I don't think I can give it to you because it's it's specifically called the supremacy clause.
2: Yeah, don't. So, I don't deserve it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um the Supreme Court has struck down numerous cases of states attempting to supersede or ignore federal law. Gotcha. Question 2. Before the passage of the 17th amendment, US senators were elected by whom? Or by what?
2: Ooh. Um I have no idea. This is going to be a trend throughout. This I know very little about the history of the united states which is terrible um uh who who were senators previously elected by is that the question who or what who or what i'm gonna go i feel like the governor of each state got to pick their
3: senators
0: was not the governor garrett i think that's a really
3: good guess so now it's the people so it's not them uh i'm gonna go with the supreme court
0: no it was uh you were on the right track haley um it was state legislatures
2: oh okay that makes sense
0: yeah and so the 17th amendment changed that so that the people elected their own senator hopefully yeah question three the 16th amendment permitted the federal government to collect what kind of tax
2: oh no um I'm taking a shot in the dark. No surprise there. I'm going to go with, uh, probably not, no, no, um, federal income tax.
0: That's correct. Yes! The, <laughs> the Supreme Court had struck down the Wilson-Gorman Tariff Act, which contained a provision for income tax in the ruling on Pollock versus Farmers Loan and Trust Company in 1895, and because of the 16th Amendment, the federal government has levied an income tax since 1913
2: lovely yeah
0: question four the constitution was written to replace what earlier constitution which had been in force since
2: 1781 oh no oh no this is really anybody listening who's like she's so dumb for not knowing anything about america i know i'm well aware i know i live in this country and know absolutely nothing about it
0: i don't think a lot of people know about like the contents of the constitution though so it's
2: okay well i I appreciate you giving me an out but it's still sad (laughs) (laughs) um okay what was the question again can we repeat that Uh, please the,
0: the constitution was written to replace what earlier constitution which had been enforced since 1781
2: since 1781 um like, I, the faintest of memories of there being, like, another document talked about in, like, AP history, but AP history was my absolute worst class in high school of all time. I, I think I got a one on my AP exam. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, is it, this is wrong. It's um, the Articles of the Colonies.
0: You're, you're on the right track, but it's not that. Uh, Garrett? Is
3: it the Articles of the Confederation?
0: That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, it left the federal government powerless to do things like print money and levy taxes. And it also gave no supremacy over state governments.
2: So, you know what, Garrett? You deserved that steal. <laughs> yeah.
0: You were there. there. You had it.
2: <laughs> it was close, but not quite. Not quite.
0: Finally, question five. Which two states presented competing plans for the structure of the legislature to the Constitutional Convention?
2: Oh, oh, I have an idea. I'm, I'm, my guess of the two states are New York and Virginia.
0: Oh, you're so close. Damn. Garrett? Oh, no, that was going to be my guess.
3: <laughs> uh, all right. It's not New York and Virginia? Oh, gosh.
0: Uh, Virginia's one of them. It's not oh, New York, Oh, I was though. wrong
3: on New York. Rude. Man, I, I was gonna dump Virginia before I dumped New York. Oh, so thank you, Matthew. So I'll throw it away and save Vermont.
0: No, Haley, Virginia, yeah. and New Jersey.
3: It's Jersey. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> we let Jersey have that much power. Yeah.
2: Hey, hey, leave the state alone. We're doing great. We also just got hit by a hurricane. Please, right. That's
1: and true. thank you. That's true. I'll,
3: I'll ease off for now.
1: Yeah. I you. should also. <laughs> clarify one thing about Vermont. Vermont wasn't part of the U.S. at this point. At this point, I believe the Vermont Republic was still going on when they, during the Constitution Convention, and the, it wouldn't be officially annexed to the United States until the 1790s. Yeah, they became the 14th state. It was, state.
3: It was oh, so also- impressive that they presented a plan. <laughs> Because <laughs> they didn't even
2: exist. Um, yeah. But anyway, for listeners at home who are like, why does New Jersey matter? I'm originally from New Jersey. And um, all three of these lovely men who are here have made fun of me for it <laughs> since I met them. So that's what's going on there.
0: And and um, rightfully so, I think. I I'll continue to do that until the day You're I die. You're the
2: one who likes California.
0: <laughs> yeah, California's Ooh. great. Love Ooh. California. <laughs> anyway the virginia plan called for a bicameral legislature with both houses apportioned by population the new jersey plan called for a unicameral legislature with one vote per state the plans were combined to form the house and the senate in the connecticut compromise
2: oh yes i do remember this section of history in high school now Mm -hmm. will i remember it later
3: no
0: (laughs) Well, you may you may get more questions. We'll see how Garrett does with his five questions about the Constitution. Um, Are you ready, Garrett?
3: Yes. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Question one: Which Founding Father is referred to as the father of the Constitution?
3: You know, it's gotta be James Madison
0: it is James Madison. According to whitehouse.gov, James Madison, America's fourth president, made a major contribution to the ratification of the Constitution by writing the Federalist Papers along with Alexander Hamilton and John Jay. And in later years, he was referred to as the father of the Constitution.
3: Roll dukes.
0: Yeah. Question two. (laughs) Article one of the Constitution established which branch of government?
3: You know, it's got to be the legislature. They wrote the laws, so they got to come first.
0: That's correct. Article 2 established the presidency of the executive branch, and Article 3 established the judiciary. Question 3. Which one of the original 10 amendments to the bill, in the Bill of Rights places restrictions on the quartering of soldiers in homes without the owner's consent?
3: So I'm really stuck between 3 and 4, because those feel like the right numbers here. I think it's four. The no quartering soldiers has gotta be amendment number four here.
0: It's not the fourth. Haley.
2: Oh boy. Um well then I guess I'll go with Garrett's other answer, which was three.
0: It is <laughs> it is the third amendment.
2: <laughs> no! Yay! Yay! Okay. Yay! Thank you, Garrett. Oh, <laughs>
0: It was a result of the quartering acts passed by the British Parliament that required colonists to lodge soldiers if there was no more room at the barracks. It is among the least controversial amendments and to date has only been the basis for one Supreme Court decision. Question four. The 18th Amendment, which made prohibition the law of the land, was repealed by what later amendment? Mm,
3: You know... When they got rid of uh, prohibition, I remember that it stuck around for a good couple of years before people were like, ah, we got to get rid of this prohibition thing. So it had to be like, you know, like four amendments later. So it's the 22nd Amendment.
0: It's not the 22nd. Haley?
3: I have a guess. Is it the 21st
2: Amendment? It is the 21st Amendment.
0: (laughs) Oh, no.
2: (laughs) <laughs> this is what you get for making fun of New Jersey. I'm just. You're right. It. It's Jersey karma.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the only constitutional amendment to be repealed. And despite the law, um, Americans continued to drink during Prohibition, and it gave rise to organized crime. Several states elected to continue to be dry states after the Twenty-First Amendment. Mississippi only legalized um, sale of alcohol in 1966, and there are still numerous dry communities across the country
2: know that about mississippi yeah that's cool
0: and finally question five what was the only state to not send delegates to the constitutional convention in 1787 and we're not looking for vermont here
3: man that was my first thought they didn't send it because they weren't a part of it (laughs) um i would say maryland but they're so close it'd be embarrassing if they didn't show Uh, north carolina
0: No. Haley.
2: Okay. Um, so I'm going through like all the original colonies in my head and like trying to figure out which of these tiny Northeast states wouldn't show up. And I have a guess. Could it be wrong? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess Delaware.
0: No, you should have gone a little bit smaller. The answer is Rhode Island. Is
2: it Rhode Island? No.
0: (laughs) According to the Rhode Island Department of State, There were several reasons for Rhode Island's resistance, including its concern that the Constitution gave too much power to the central government at the expense of the states. The Constitution would have also made the state's practice of printing paper money illegal. The issue best remembered today, however, is that in its original form, the Constitution did not explicitly protect religious freedom, a core Rhode Island principle introduced by Roger Williams and protected in its royal charter.
2: Lovely. Good for you, Rhode Island.
0: Yeah. All righty, that's the end of round
1: two. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? All right. And just a quick, quick note I believe I have that one. The Vermont Republic was officially annexed by the US in, in 1791. And so, the score, fascinatingly, Haley scored just as many points on Garrett's questions as she did on her own. <laughs> <laughs> so, Garrett still got more overall 50 over uh, to her 40. So, now we have the total score is. Garrett 80, Haley 70. So, still very much anyone's game.
0: Well, now it is time for round three. So, Mason, can you please
1: explain the rules? Fantastic. So, this is our second general knowledge round. Uh, this time around, the questions are worth 30 points. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent can also attempt to bounce back the question for 15. Okay, Haley, are you ready for your five questions?
2: All right, let's do it.
1: Okay,
0: question one. What interstate highway runs for 177 miles in Vermont, making it the longest running interstate highway in the state?
2: Okay, Um, you know what? I'm gonna guess Interstate 91.
0: That's correct. It goes the length of the state from the Canadian border at Derby Line, Vermont, all the way to Massachusetts.
2: It's um, basically when you get to Vermont, driving to where I am, a White River from um, uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, you get on 91 and you go, you just, the whole whole state is 91. And then you get off your little exit.
0: That's great. Question two. In September 1975, two assassination attempts were made on the life of which president?
2: Oh, in, oh no, in the 70s? Okay.
0: 1975.
2: Correct. I'm currently thinking through Assassins the Musical because I know that more than I do <laughs> who was president in 1975.
0: Well, the, the attempts were not successful. So...
2: Yes. Well, they have, in Assassins the Musical, they also have unsuccessful Oh, they
0: do? Oh, attempts. okay.
2: Yeah, they do. Highly recommend.
0: I should know that show better than I do.
2: That's okay. Um, uh, ooh, ooh. Oh, boy. Um. Let's go with is wrong. Everyone, I'm so sorry. Please, please. I don't have a president like Matthew Cook does. <laughs> um, let's go with uh Kennedy? Wrong. Mm. Incorrect. I'm very wrong. I know.
0: Garrett.
3: Oh no, I was thinking Kennedy. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh gosh, who else was
3: assassinated? Oh no.
0: Kennedy was That's assassinated in nineteen sixty three.
3: See, I was like... That's it's so this close. This That's like nearly the same time. <laughs> That's so wrong, Garrett, but oh, okay. <laughs> who came after Kennedy? Oh, no. Nixon.
0: No, it was Nixon's successor, Gerald Ford.
3: Oh, Ford.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. This makes
3: sense now. Okay.
0: Squeaky Fromm and Sarah Jane Moore were the uh, the two attempted assassins, and they took place on September 5th in sacramento and september 22nd in san francisco respectively
2: they said one attempt gotta go gotta try the next one and they
0: obviously both were unsuccessful question three which animal is known for spreading lyme disease
2: um it's a tick
0: that's correct question four in the chemistry equation rho equals m over v where m equals mass and v equals volume What does row stand for?
2: Oh, um, oh, uh, 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 um, density?
0: That's correct, yes. Nice. (laughs) And finally, question five. What Stephen Sondheim musical includes the song Send in the Clowns?
2: Oh, oh, it's a little night music.
0: That's correct. A it won, stunning musical. It won six Tony Awards in the 1970, in 1973, including Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, and Best Best Score.
2: Yeah. Lovely. That was my final design project for college, was oh, a little night music. Very
3: nice.
0: All righty, Garrett, are you ready for your five questions?
3: Yes, I am.
0: Question one How many primary interstate highways? That's one or two digit interstate highway. Does I-66 intersect?
3: You know, I think it's got to be three.
0: No. Haley?
2: I think it's two.
0: It's actually one. Oh, it Only that's... It only intersects I-81. Oh, the more you know? Yeah, because the Beltway is a secondary interstate highway, and it never touches I-95.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Good to
3: know.
0: Question two. Which U.S. state has the most lakes?
3: You know, it's got to be one of those that's near the Great Lakes, right? Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Illinois.
0: No. Haley?
2: Um, I don't think it's a state near the Great Lakes. I have a very weird feeling that it's like Utah. Uh,
0: no. This, this state basically has the most lakes because of its sheer size. Um, the answer is Alaska.
3: Oh, boom! Not what I would have
0: thought.
3: (laughs) I
2: mean, okay, here, the logic makes sense. Would I have ever come up with Alaska? No. (laughs) And that's why I'm mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The state of Alaska has over 3 million lakes, over 20 acres big. Um, Of course, Minnesota Minnesota is known as the land of 10,000 lakes. But as I said, because of sheer size, Alaska takes the cake. Question three. If we have two computers p and q that are Turing complete under what condition would the two computers be called Turing equivalent
3: oh gosh they're going to rescind my degree matthew yeah <laughs> you can't give me questions about the computers <laughs> oh man um Turing equivalent uh i don't remember if they both process the same input
0: size um okay so carter wrote this question and that i mean the <laughs> The answer, um, well, I, I'll, I, I'm I'm going to say maybe. Um, <laughs> Haley, do you want to take a guess before I reveal the Matthew, answer just in case it's actually wrong?
2: Matthew Matthew Cook. Okay. I I, um, I would love to take a guess, but I don't even know what the question was. Okay. okay. Like, I don't understand it. So I'm not
0: do, do I bother repeating it for you or should we just move on? No,
2: no. <laughs> I pass. I pass. Okay.
0: So, so Carter wrote... Um, For the answer, something along the lines of if P can simulate Q and Q can simulate P or if P can perform all the operations of Q and vice versa. I do
3: remember this and that's not what I've said. That's
0: not what you said. Okay, cool. Well, that's the answer that, that Carter put. Question four. On September 22nd, 1862, President Abraham Lincoln issued what executive order effective January 1st, 1863?
3: He ended slavery.
0: Okay, but what's the name of the executive order?
3: Oh, the order that ended slavery. The executive order name. Man, that one sounds like something important that I would know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Big name.
3: Hmm. Very big name. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, gosh. Haley.
0: Haley.
2: Um, Is it ab- abolition? No. Did I say it wrong?
0: No it's the emancipation proclamation oh man Oh,
2: Uh, abolition is the act of the yeah 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 yeah. i see i see i see i see where i went wrong (laughs) (laughs)
0: um it freed all enslaved people in the confederate states although not all impacted areas were controlled by the union army at the time in addition the order didn't cover the border states of missouri kentucky maryland and delaware as well as union-controlled tennessee and the 48 counties that became west virginia on june 20th 1863. Finally, question five, JJ Abrams, Jeffrey Lieber, and Damon Lindelhoff created what drama series that followed the survivors of a commercial, a commercial jet airliner that crashed on an island in the Pacific Ocean?
3: Now one would be lost.
0: That's correct. The series ran for six seasons and 121 episodes on ABC from 2004 to 2010. All righty, that's the end of round three. So Mason, can you please give us a score update?
1: All right, so the Haley really going off in that round. You know, she went, she popped off for 120 points. Garrett getting 30, and so <laughs> <laughs> now the score or, is currently Haley 190 to Garrett 110.
3: I'm coming back. <laughs> I, I believe that's you. where I, I make my
2: points. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how I did that, but um, <laughs> fun, exciting. All right, let's do right. it.
0: All righty, now it is time for round four. So, Mason,
1: can you please tell us the rules? All right, so oh, round so four sorry. is our showdown round. Wait, hold uh, on. What, hold I'm on. so what? sorry.
2: I just have to, Um, I have a date in like six minutes. So, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's with this guy I've been dating for a while. He knows I'm doing this. Oh, so, okay. I just have to okay. unlock my front door so he can get in. And okay.
0: Be- <laughs> yeah, no, go I'm for sorry. it. i sorry for you. For- Infringing on your personal life, yeah. Um,
1: so I'll explain the <laughs> rules of the showdown while you she goes to do that. She um, knows how, She knows how to play. Yeah, yeah. But r- round four is our showdown. Uh, so you know, during it, there will be three questions, each worth forty points. Each contestant will either write down or somehow you know indicate eight or d- do something, and to lock in their answer. And then we will have them both revealed when Matthew says for you to reveal your answer. Thank you, Mason. Alrighty, Haley, Garrett, are you ready?
3: Yes, I am. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Question one. Giles Corey was the only person executed by being pressed to death as a part of what historical event?
2: Pressed to death? Yeah. I've never even heard of that. That's intriguing. I'm very excited to hear this answer because I
3: don't know what it is. <laughs> um,
0: Do we have answers, guesses?
3: You've got a guess
2: for yes. me.
0: Okay, Haley, what is your answer?
2: I said um, the first. It's so tiny. I'm so sorry. I did write it though. The first U.S. execution? Question mark.
0: Garrett.
3: I said the French Revolution?
0: Question mark. No. Giles Corey was the only person executed by being pressed to death as a part of the Salem witch trials. Oh,
2: uh, that oh, makes man. a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. The, uh, other,
0: the other 19 um, were hung and Giles Corey is a character in the crucible.
1: I I, sh- I should note have it noted that that question was originally on mine and Josh's episode and I got it right. Okay. wow! Awesome.
2: Congratulations. Mason.
3: That's a deep cut right there. Yeah.
0: I thought that was a really good question. I wrote that one. Love that. Anyway, question two. On September 22nd, 1994, the one where it all began aired as the pilot episode of what sitcom? I got it. All righty. Haley, what is your answer?
2: My answer is Friends.
0: Garrett. Oh gosh, I said Always Sunny. That's not right. Uh, it was Friends. Woo! Um, It was also titled as The One Where Monica Gets a Roommate or The First One and Simply the Pilot. And finally, question three. Published in Philadelphia's Public Advertiser in September 1773, an edict by the King of Prussia, a satire of British attitudes of American colonists, was not written by the King of Prussia, but rather by what founding father?
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) What? All right. I'm writing something.
0: Okay, Haley, what is your answer?
2: Um, I said Alexander Hamilton cuz he's known for writing stuff.
3: Garrett. I said James Madison. Roll Dukes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh it was neither of them. Uh, it was another founding father who was known for his writing and that is Benjamin Franklin. According to the National Archives, when this famous hoax first appeared, Franklin had the pleasure of seeing it taken at face value. Part of the reason, no doubt, was his shrewdness in choosing the fictional author. Frederick II of Prussia had been estranged from Britain by the Peace of Paris and made no secret of his contempt for the country. He had recently suggested, according to an English officer at his court, sending over several regiments to protect the monarchy against radicals and even coming himself to be king. His conduct toward his continental neighbors, as reported in London, was equally unsavory and far more relevant to Franklin's purposes. The king sent troops to keep order in his newly acquired Polish provinces and bullied the Polish diet, issued an edict laying claim to part of the Dutch Netherlands, and then, to cap the climax, justified his acquisitions in Poland by asserting that they had been rightfully Prussian since the days of the Teutonic Knights. His reputation with the British public, in short, was calculated to give his edict, the Ring of Authenticity. So, smart man, that Benjamin Franklin.
2: That'll do it.
0: All righty, that's the end of the game. So, Mason, what's the final score?
1: I I still want it on the record that that, uh, all three of those showdown questions were originally in mine and Josh's episode, and I got all three of them correct in the original recording. Okay, okay. But (laughs) anyways, so... But but anyways, so in that uh Haley scored forty points and uh Garrett baggled. So uh uh the final <laughs> score of the game is Haley 230, Garrett 110. Oh wow. Wow So Haley is
0: the winner. Congratulations. Congratulations, okay. Haley. Do you have anything okay. that you would like to say?
2: Um, I would like to say that I want this episode to count and not the last one for sure, because well, I lost. That
0: <laughs> this this one's this one's gonna count yeah, so don't, Amazing. Don't well thank you thank you
2: garrett for being yeah,
3: this is so fun haley thanks yeah. matthew, for having me on yeah it's good to see you all well
0: that's our show for this week folks thank you haley and garrett for being on the show once again as well as mason cook for being our scorekeeper and also composing the music our questions today were written by sophie wolbert lucas hauser matthew hauser mason cook and yours truly and thank you for listening Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.